Well, hello. We're doing something a little bit different, as you can tell. This is, uh, for those of you looking at this on X, you're seeing a video. Everybody else is still hearing this as audio. The year has been coming to an end for all of us. It still has a few more days left. But for me, and as most of you, I'm sure, are the same way, this is a time for reflecting, looking back, looking forward. So I've been looking at the things I do and reevaluating the things that I do, reevaluating my opinions and my assumptions on the things that I do, which I think is a healthy thing to do continually. The point of everything that I've done under the creative isolation or dispatches uh, from creative isolation has always been about communicating the process, communicating uh what I'm starting to understand is actually a behind the scenes kind of mindset. So that's what this communication is about. Talking about some of the things that I've been reevaluating and why I'm reevaluating them and what I'm thinking going forward. What's also fueling this change is, well, it's not really change, but uh, this adaptation is a better word. Change makes it seem like we're going 90 degrees a different way. We're just steering a little bit more into what I'm doing because I understand now better what I'm doing, what I want to do, what my purpose is, what my goal is, what my motivation is. And that's my guiding star. That's always my guiding star is why am I doing this? What do I actually want to accomplish? We'll get into that in a little bit. First thing that I'm changing my mind about is the most obvious, which is why I can't put it off till later. I am doing video alongside these recordings. Most of you, if you're following on Substack or you're following in a podcast player, are obviously just hearing audio, especially if you're in a podcast player. That seems kind of obvious. Substack's going to stay audio only, mostly because that's where I post my audio from. That's where I host. I host with Substack. But I am also experimenting with doing video and posting it natively on X. And if that goes well, I'm considering possibly also doing YouTube. Though I'm not a huge fan of, um, I just don't like the way YouTube moderates content. I don't want to have to worry that I'm going to get demonetized because I say a specific word. Um, for example, I was just watching a health podcast. I'm like a pretty mainstream health podcast that usually talks about keto. It was a com conversation between Thomas DeLauer, I think that's how you say his name, and Dr. Rhonda Patrick. Two mainstream people, and they were just talking about uh, the difference between fasting, you know, intermittent fasting, and skipping meals. Once again, pretty mainstream topic. But when they were talking about it through the process, Dr. Rhonda Patrick said the word COVID and they beeped her. And the reason that they beeped her in that recording is because if you have the word COVID in your video, in YouTube, no matter what you're saying about it, there's a possibility that your video could get demonetized within the first 24 hours. And then, you know, even if it turns out you're not saying something that they don't like, and they reverse that, 
you still lose all that 24 hours of traffic so that there's too much of a risk for them to lose money by leaving that word in unbeeped. How many words are like that that I have to worry about? That's one of the reasons I'm not keen on YouTube, period. So up for consideration. And the backdrop here is nothing fancy. I'm not trying to do anything fancy. This is literally my office. This is where I would record the podcast normally. I've set up no lights. There's a window there. There's a window there. That'll have to do, except for maybe when I want to record at night. I don't know. I'm using the camera built into my iMac, doing nothing fancy except for this microphone, just because years ago I bought this and it's a very nice microphone. So why wouldn't I use it? I'm used to wearing headphones. I don't I, I did one previous recording of this and I don't remember if I mentioned that already in this one or in the other. You know, sometimes when you record these things, you talk for about a minute and you go, not ready. Let's redo that. Let's start over. So I might've mentioned that already. Sorry if I did, but this is weird for me. I'm used to being able to hear my voice more isolated. And, uh, then I don't worry. There's always a part of my brain when I'm doing this, that's worried that I'm blowing the microphone out and I don't know, and I'm gonna get to the end and my, my audio is going to suck, but it doesn't look so good when I wear my hat and I have the headphones on. It looks weird. And I would much rather wear my hat. So I'm changing my mind about video, changing my mind about posting video natively on X, not changing my mind about YouTube. And then something a lot of you, at least Substack subscribers already know, the Reader Die Slave podcast. The original intention with that podcast was to do 20 to 30 minute shorter episodes about my scout notes when I'm listening to audiobooks casually, I'm not taking notes and then just kind of talking about whatever comes off the top of my head about having listened to that book. And then those were going to be public. And then I was going to do longer episodes called ex uh, excavation, almost that expansion, which is kind of appropriate as well. Excavation episodes where I take the physical book and I actually sit down with notes in front of me and I read it very meticulously and take notes and then afterwards take all the notes and try to make sense of them and then come in and do a really long episode. Done one of these and I released it and it was on the Creative Act by Rick Rubin. Two hours and 18 minutes after it was edited, it was almost three hours before editing. Uh, but it turns out there was a lot of pauses and I left the room a few times to go grab something. So when you cut all that out, two hours and 18 minutes, I think it was. I got to the end of that and I was super stoked about it because number one, it's a great book, but there's so many ideas in there and so much that I wanted people to have exposure to. And I couldn't wait to see who was going to be into it enough to become a paid subscriber. And then all of a sudden... As I'm going through the process, by this point, the episode's already published. It's already out in the world. The free preview is already in the feed. And I start going through this process of thinking about how people are going to experience it. And it hits me. There's a possibility nobody hears. Okay, that sucks. But it's also a possibility only 10 people hear it. I mean, having 10 people paying to listen to that, 
would be amazing. But I started to get this sad feeling. And it's not an ego thing. It's not about an ego thing like, uh, oh my God, only 10 people heard what I did. No, I knew how valuable that episode is or how valuable it was because of how much work I put into it and how much Rick Rubin put into his book that I was able to pull so much out of it and make something so big and so expansive from it without even putting a dent into his work. I mean, I did two hours and 18 minutes. You could listen to that episode and go read the book and you'll see that I didn't even barely touch what's in that book. But what started to make me sad about putting that episode out behind the paywall was also the moment that I realized what I was doing, the, the purpose of that podcast. And it sounds weird that you start doing these podcasts that you think you know what you're doing. I, I thought I was making a podcast about books because I love books. And that's as far as my, my thought process had gone about why I was doing it. But the more I started doing it, the more I started putting episodes out, not even interacting with people yet, just putting episodes out in the process of thinking about the episode after it's out and wondering what is out there in the world doing, you know, because with podcasting, there's not as much interaction like with social media. So you spend a lot of time wondering what people are making things that you've made because there's no instant way for them to interact with you. Going through that, I really started to come to a place where I knew what my purpose was. And in that moment, after I'd already published the free preview and, you know, the premium behind the paywall, I realized my purpose, my motivation, my goal for doing that podcast is I have gotten so much value out of books in my life, not just pleasure, um, not just entertainment, but also growth, uh, emotional growth, intellectual growth, the things that I've learned, the way I've changed my mind, the person I've become, all of that is so tied up into books which I would say is probably the pre premier thing in my life is my experience with books over almost anything else, actually over everything else. Uh, unfortunately, even over people. And I look out in the world and I see people looking for books to be boiled down into a tweet or a tweet thread so that they don't have to read it. I see people not even wanting to think about what's in books. I see people reacting to just the title of a book. I see people laughing about the idea of reading, laughing about the idea of, of learning, people turning their head away from it. And it makes me sad. It makes me sad because books are power. You know, they say knowledge is power. Well, books are knowledge. So books are power. And the more people move away from the experience of reading, the weaker they become as a whole. The less options they have available to them because their perspective, going back to something Rick Rubin talks about in there, the world is only as wide as your perception of it is. So without books, your perspective is narrowed. And that narrow perspective also narrows your power. And your ability to get what you want from this world, to have a good life. So whatever 
sliver somebody like me can do to widen that perspective a little bit, to get people to read a book that maybe widens their perspective a lot. That's my motivation. That's my whole reason for doing this. And in that moment, I realized that was directly at odds with paywalling episodes. To take the most valuable episodes, the ex excavation episodes where I break down somebody else's thoughts, not just my opinion after listening to an audiobook, and hide it away was not in line with my motivation and my goal. So I immediately, I sent out a newsletter. Most of you caught it, or all of you got it, but some of you read it, telling you that I can't do it. It has to be, they have to all be free. They all have to be public. They all have to be available. And I'll just have to trust that in some way, I'll find a way to do this and to be passionate about this and to make money without having to make things exclusive. I'd rather rely on the generosity of people who find value in what I do than to make things exclusive and be working against my own mission. So all the episodes are going to be public and it's the only genuine thing to do with, with what I, the only way to be genuine to my motivation. This is in no way a judgment of anyone else who does exclusive content. That's them. What their motivation is, is that's on them. I'm talking about me. Um, the second thing I realized is that there is a more narrow or a more secondary motivation beyond that. If that's the general motivation, there's one below that. And the one below that is to get people engaged with ideas. And in particular, at times, to get them to engage with ideas that are outside of their own bubble. To experience things from genres they normally wouldn't read, but also to experience ideologies that are outside of maybe their own belief structure. Um, whether that is, you know, from, a, you know, atheists hearing about uh, a religious idea, you know, like hearing something about Buddha, or whether it is something about uh, a political philosophy, or it is something about uh, a cultural philosophy just to experience different ideas as a way of honing our own minds. And you know, that's the thing. People always assume that people want you to be people like me, want you people. Well, that's a lot of peoples. People assume that someone like me says that. And they mean, I want you to be experiencing these different ideas so that I change yours. That's not, what the purpose of that is. The real reason is because learning begins when we confront things that we don't agree with, whether it's a little bit we don't agree with or whether it's a lot we don't agree with. Because at the very least, what we get out of the interactions with those things is more strength sometimes for our own opinions, for our own beliefs. But we gain that strength through the experience of other ideas as opposed to hiding from them because hiding from them and pushing them out and avoiding them makes us weaker. You ever talk to somebody and they throw out something, this idea, you know, this is their belief and you ask them a question and they can't answer it. 
that's what I'm talking about, weak beliefs, because they believe something, but they don't know why they believe it because they haven't, to use the word excavate, they haven't excavated their own thoughts. And that makes them weaker. So at the very least, by experiencing things outside of our bubble, like I said, genre two, you know, like you don't normally read fiction, but hearing something about fiction, these experiences with these external input, you know, with the widening of the perspective, all of this, that allows us to understand what we think and feel already. And we can begin to understand why we think and feel this thing. We begin to be able to answer those questions. We be able, we begin to be able to have evidence. And sometimes we learn something we're wrong too. That's an important part of the process too. I was operating what we're talking about already. I was operating on an assumption about video. I was operating on an assumption about these, um, about the way that I should be posting things and what timing I should do and what I was doing. But by listening to other things and watching other things and doing this myself for months and going through the experience of editing, I began to understand that some of, some of what I believed, what some of the assumptions I had were incorrect. But I also started to understand the things that I was doing better. So now my belief and my motivation for doing the show for doing read or die a slave is stronger because it's been honed. It's been, it's been sent to battle and coming back, came back with experience. It's grizzled like a veteran. Whereas before it was weak. So ideas are the same way. And that's my second motivation. So another thing I'm going to try, and this is just going to be experiment. It's not going to be, a, um, I don't know what's going to happen. We've been doing the scout episodes and the excavation episodes, as I mentioned. I want to try something different. Wow, I just noticed the crazy beams across my face. Let's fix this. All right. Before I, before I jump into the, what I was about to say, there's another thing. One of the assumptions I made about video is that I would have to spend an extensive amount of time editing. I'm not going to. So that's how I got rid of that assumption. So back, back to what I was saying about episodes, scout notes, excavation notes. But I wonder, what I really want to try is I want to try to honor that secondary motivation of the ideas being important. Instead of packing everything into an episode, I started to wonder what it would be like if I found an idea in a book. I'm like, well, this one's really resonating with me. And I spent some time with it. And then that was what the episode was. Even if it only ended up being, you know, like a four minute episode, it would mean more frequent episodes because they're shorter, but to make each episode an idea, instead of trying to pack them all in and do this overarching thing about the book, which has been working out well so far. But as I mentioned before, one of the worries about doing things the way I've been doing is Eventually, I might get to a point where I, I need to rush through a book to be able to finish it in enough time to do the next episode, and I don't want to do that. So in order to give the ideas a do, for example, the, the next episodes we're going to do 
I'll probably record them tomorrow. Um, yes, plural episodes. I was going to do one episode on the book. And from that episode, there were three main ideas that I was going to tackle. And I've been kind of spinning around in my head for the last few days going, okay, am I going to be able to get all three of them into a shorter episode? I don't need to. I should break them up. They should be separate. You know, this is where I'm thinking now. They should be separate episodes. Should be possibly three episodes. The reason I say possibly, I know one of them is enough to fill an episode. The other two might just be thoughts that I have that maybe don't have anything else to it. So we'll find out when, when I record. But that's kind of how I want to approach things for a little while and see how that works. To be able to just pull the ideas out and focus on the ideas. And then to also live up to something that maybe I haven't been living up to for myself. One of the things that always cracks me up about podcasts is when you're listening to a podcast and somebody who maybe is doing a solo podcast, they go, well, we're at about an hour. I guess we should get out of here. You know, like there's a time limit or the worst is when they're doing an interview and they cut the person off. It's like, okay, well, that's an hour. Thanks for stopping by. Yet they're in the middle of like, you know, maybe the things, the conversation is just starting to get good and they cut it off because it's an hour. You see that with, with TV for a while. You saw that with like Netflix and so forth. I say TV, but you know, I mean, online streaming, the idea that these episodes should be the same time as same length as they were when they were on broadcast television, which was determined by time slots and advertising, but we don't have time slots. We don't have advertisers telling us how to break up the time on the internet. Same with podcasts. We don't have a limit. You know, it's not a radio show where you have to fit into a time slot either. Episodes can vary in length. And you're starting to see that like a Netflix shows. Sometimes they have like a 20 minute episode and the next one's 45. I think that's great. I think that's the way it should be. You know, when a, when an episode's tighter and it works better, tighter, keep it tight. Don't fill it with fluff. And when something needs to go longer, don't cut it short and nip the nuts off of it. Let it go, you know, let it be the size it needs to be. And that's what I'd like to try when I'm doing these idea episodes to really live up to that myself. You know, the idea, hey, it's only a five minute idea. Cool. You know, who knows what the next episode would be. The next episode might be an hour and a half. Why not? Depends how much I have to talk about. I didn't think I'd be going as long as I am on this. So those are some ideas that I'm putting forth. Um, going into the new year, this is the first dispatch. <laughs> I just realized last week I said, this is the first audio dispatch. This is the second audio dispatch and the first video dispatch. We're really shaking things up for 2024, but I really feel like, I don't know. I just, I feel complete. Hmm. I don't know what the right word is. I just feel completely in the right. And I'm doing the right thing. I feel calm and comfortable. And I'm just enjoying the hell out of it. I'm having so much fun. And I've, I've been doing content creation of some, for, some sort for 
a decade. Let's see, 2013, I think. Yeah, I think it's been a decade. And this is the first time that I really feel um, that I'm wearing my own shoes. So if you're watching this on X for the first time, these are just about my creative process. This is kind of like a behind the scenes thing. I think I mentioned that earlier. So this is Dispatches. Hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you guys are having a great holiday. Um, one of the reasons also I wanted to record this week is because personally, I hate this week. Um, not because of holidays. I hate this week as, as someone who enjoys podcasts and content in general. And I hate that a lot of people stop and don't post during this week because I open my, open my app. I'm like, reload, reload. Nothing, nothing, nothing to listen to. So I figured at least some of you out there are like me and you're going to be glad to have something. And there'll be, as I said, more this week because, uh, we got some read or die coming up this week. So, uh, enjoy and see you for those episodes. And if not, happy damn new year. Goodbye. 2023. I hope 2024 is a lot cooler.